Hello, welcome to another episode of the Burning Eye podcast with me, your host, Bridget Hart. I'm the editor of Indie Press Burning Eye Books based in the Southwest, and we are the largest indie publisher of spoken word, slam, stand-up and performance poetry. You might have recently seen that we have announced our 2022 lineup which is also coinciding with our 10th year of publishing in 2022. We are really excited about that. You can find out all of the poets that we're publishing next year and a little bit more about their books at burningeye.co.uk. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be joined by the wonderful Andy Graves. Andy Graves is a freelance writer and poet. His last two collections, Light at the End of the Tenor and God Save the Teen, were released through us, Burning Eye, his first non-fiction title, Welcome to the Cheap Seats, Silver Screen Portrayals of the British Working Class, was published by Five Leaf Books in 2018. And his next book, An Analysis of Alice Lowe's film, Prevenge, will be published very shortly. He is currently writing a book about a field in England for Electric Dreamhouse. He is the host of Mondo Movie House, the Weird World of Cinema podcast, and is a regular contributor to Screen Magazine, Diabolic, The Digital Fix, Arrow Films, 88 Films, The BFI, Eureka, Second Sight, and We Belong Dead. Andrew's new collection, Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt, came out with us a few weeks ago. Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt is an honest and personal collection capturing missed opportunities, those unstructured moments and nostalgic half-recalled memories which skulk at the periphery of an increasingly confusing current world state. Andrew Graves circumnavigates his modern worries and presents his own uniquely crafted narratives which utilise estranged family members, eccentric strangers and forgotten Hollywood cast-offs in his fascinating lineup of unconventional protagonists. This is a dark, funny and bewitching pay-in to the cult disregarded and devalued, a chaotic and comforting monochrome tomb inscribed with both hope, fear and a thinly veiled longing for something better. Hello. It's, hello. Hello. How are you? It's Wednesday. It's um, um, it's actually quite warm today, quite cloudy, a bit windy here. What about you, where you are, Andrew? It's all right. It's, uh, it's not warm. It's not no. August, uh, but it's, it's a bit like November, but with leaves still. Yeah, I got that vibe. Yeah, it, it's... Mm. Um, we're having a bit of a, a weird summer. We had a week of summer and now we've mm. got um, winter again. <laughs> no, we aren't. No, no, winter's worse than this. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you are further north than I am. Um, Andy Graves, hello. So good hello. to have you on the podcast today. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, mm. not bad, I think. Um, we're here to talk to you today about your new book, your new Burning Eye book, because you've got lots of books and stuff all over the place. Um, Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt, um, mm -hmm. which was originally supposed to come out with us in uh, 2020, and we uh, pushed the title back to 2021. So it's been an extra long journey for Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt to come out. How are you feeling? Uh, all right. It's weird. It's, it's, it's an odd Well, obviously it's an odd one because we've never been in this situation before. But normally, it's a bit of a bugger as well because I, um, when it was due to come out, before all this happened, 
I'd got a launch lined up and it, you know, it's sold out, it's ticketed and it's sold out. So it's, but obviously COVID knackered. <laughs> so, yeah. so kind of got us. And uh, yeah, so the venue I wanted to do like the actual launch at there, you know, sensibly they're, they're not, because it's only a smallish venue and there's right. not loads of ventilation. They're not doing anything for a while. So um, I've been kind of shoving it online and stuff. And I'm doing Derby Poetry Festival in a couple of weeks. Um, but other than, well, a few weeks. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to know what we'll do with it. So, it, you know, on one hand, I'm happy with the book. I, I like the things I've wrote in it, um, I think. Um, and... You know, obviously it sounds ironic because we're recording a podcast now and I record my own podcast as well. But at the same time, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit weary of uh, live events online. I think we've all had enough. Yeah, I am happy with the book, but I'm a bit, I don't really know what to do with it at the minute. So please buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do buy it. I think this is a, a cult classic already, I actually I love the aesthetic in, in, in which you write in the book, um, the smashing together of the working class and the, uh, this um, dark Hollywood um, side that you've got going on there as well. I think it's a, a beautiful step on from your last book with us. It kind of goes in a different direction, which I think is more with your um, sort of movie critic writing that I know that you've been also doing as well. Um, and I think it complements that really well. Well, I mean, I've always done the, the film writing and uh, for years I've done stuff uh, um, really, really lucky in Nottingham because we've got a fantastic kind of art house cinema called Broadway, which is really popular. And they show like tons of mainstream stuff, but they also show loads of really good, cool world cinema. And um, I've always had loads of connections with them. So I've always done like film talks and film introductions and doing Q&As with people like Ken Loach and Paddy Considine and all that kind of stuff, which is really, you know, I'm really privileged to be in that position, really. It's great. And, um, and it was kind of leaning towards that way anyway, even pre-COVID. But when COVID hit and I wasn't in a position to be able to do workshops or, or gigs or anything like that um luckily i could just really expand on that side of the writing um and so it's just grown exponentially um in in the last 18 months i mean i don't i i know this 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 is an odd situation it's been absolutely horrific for a lot of people i'm, I'm not making light of it but I think, in a, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky because it's, it's kind of panned out for me in some ways because it just made me focus my attention elsewhere. And I just switched everything really overnight to concentrate on the film stuff. And in 18 months, I think I was, I've lo I literally lost count, but I was trying to tot it up. I've done about 60 magazine articles wow. and about 30 Blu-ray booklet essays in, in that 18 months. So it's working out, and and obviously, it was a a, a bit of a a, a backstep in in that we couldn't put, um, or it would have been ineffective to put out not dancing with Ingrid Pitt when we were supposed to, just because of the situation. Mm. But actually, that even though I can't really promote it in the way I want to, um, it's still quite fortuitous because obviously, 
it is it is the, my poetry side, but it is like you said, it is tapping into that cult cinema stuff. So obviously with the title and a lot of the poems within that, it is this clashing together, like you said, of those kind of different ideas of poetry side, that kind of street focus, if you like, and the sort of cult cinema. So it's kind of bashing together a lot of stuff I really like and enjoy. So yeah. Yeah. And I okay. think that's good He's though. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's great though, because that is um you, I've been writing something that is also um film related and just finding absolute joy in being able to have a creative pocket for these characters that you have seen so much life in or you see so much potential in and then you can take them further outside of that more factual um look commentary and and into something that's creative and um poetic in in what you've done with not dancing with ingle kit like i love that it's it's come across really well and i think as well some of the poems it's, it's really haunting <laughs> i'd say there's such a there's a real haunting haunt, hauntedness to it um which gives it that really goth vibe for me anyway yeah no no i think it's you know i i always like to look on the dark side <laughs> yeah. i know i'm quite a nice person i don't mean i don't i don't go around you know sacrificing virgins or anything but i like good to know I just, I like that aesthetic, you know, I, I like, um, you know, I was having a, some more tattoo work done yesterday with my mate, Boff Conkers, who's like, uh, he's, he kind of, he, that's what he does for a living, he kind of goes around the world and he's, he's you know, he's pretty, he's world famous, you know, but um, he was doing some tattoo work for me and we're both dead into that kind of horror aesthetic and uh, we were just like watching loads of Italian, really obscure Italian horror films while I was doing my tattooing and and we're just both just saying it. it's just it's a joy because particularly with the cult stuff or the slightly more obscure stuff it, it you know um it, it's almost like uh even like the cheaper end of the market it, it's it's almost beyond criticism it's it's like you can't when a film is so odd or so bizarre or so cobbled together that it, it, it becomes beyond analysis. And I like that. As much as I like to write and tackle subjects when I'm writing about films, I also, it's the unmistakable kind of other kind of stuff and the, the, that kind of, um, the, this stuff you can't really describe. And I hope, you know, it's like a, it's also a sense of Britishness as well, and I think hopefully that runs through my poetry as well. It's it's so I don't think that my poetry would would exist anywhere else outside of Britain. This, and I don't mean that in a kind of crappy Brexit way. I mean that there is something indefinable about a sense of Englishness or Britishness, and it's you know it's where Monty Python is from, it's where Alice Lowe's from, it's where Garth Marenghi's Dark Places, it's a British weirdness that you that it only works in this country. Even if people appreciate in other countries, there's something so fundamentally untranslatable about it. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to write something that was universal. Mm. Um, it's always about where I am and how I'm feeling now. And, and, the films and that, that kind of goth weird aesthetic and the sort of but it's always kind of I think with my writing it's always like a goth weird a aesthetic 
but it's not like that pristine kind of 90s noughties goth it's that 80s mm. you know with chip shop rappers blowing in the background kind of gothiness i think yeah yeah i love that and i love that, that you mare that with that working class identity really well as well you know because often we think of the gothic as uh poe or um someone that lived a long time ago that wrote in a very different type of way um that we wouldn't necessarily yeah. um, marry up with the British working class in that way. So I really like that that kind of blending of those two together because that's obviously your identity and where, where you're coming from. That. What were your main inspiration for inspirations for the book for the for the poems? Uh, well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to write. I mean, the the. I think the book as well, um, in a, even though it's, it's not, it's not like, um, uh, it, it's not, they're not all connected in the same way that it was with God Save the Teen. It's not as yeah. a narrative in that sense. But I think the inspiration really was, I think there's a lot of poems in there that are about the, you know, the kind of cult films and, and that kind of stuff and, and some of the other stuff I, I, I tend to write about. But I think, the title you know not dancing with ingrid pitt and the poem itself it's it's some of it's about missed opportunities and lost opportunities um because i think there is that I, I think is a wrong sort of thing and it, it's a cliche now um you know the, the whole idea of you can't have regrets and i just think no you do you have regrets you know i'm 51 now i've definitely got regrets you know so the whole poem Dance, not dancing with Ingrid Pitt. I mean, for those that don't know, Ingrid Pitt was a, um, a, a you know, really uh, interesting sort of cult actor, a horror. She starred in not just horror, but a lot of horror films like The Wicker Man and some of the Hammer films, uh, Vampire Lovers and things like that, and uh, Countess Dracula. And uh, and she died not long back, unfortunately. And um, but I used to go to, I mean, coincidentally, I'm going to one this weekend. I've not been for one for years, but I used to go to a lot of like uh, conventions and horror sort of film type conventions. And every time I used to go to these things, Ingrid Pitt was always there. And, and I've walked by her like so many times and I never really plucked up the courage to say hello. Uh, and I, I always loved her, but I never did. And, and then, you know, unfortunately she died and it was just so that, the inspiration for that poem came about that, but I think the book in some ways became about, you know, lost opportunities or missed opportunities. Like there's a poem in there about networking or, or, or not networking, you know, this idea that, you know, everybody that's a writer has to go to these, these do's and stand at the back of the room and, and, and sell your wares. And I'm not very good at that. And I, I and, and so it's kind of like, you know, my life's full of, misadventures and, and and missed opportunities so that's partly where it's coming from i think yeah yeah i can see that now that you you've yeah yeah my a particular favorite of mine is the marilyn poem yeah in, in the, like, i really um i've always seen marilyn as as somebody that has had her story told by so many different people but no, none of us really know what it is because it's marilyn's but that she's yeah. such an interesting place in you know there's this idea of her as a cult figure but also as a very pop culture figure as well 
a diluted image of her as, as a beauty queen, but what was she really? That kind of thing like that. And I, I liked reading your poem, Marilyn, because it didn't give me either of those things particularly. Well, I mean, I've always been absolutely fascinated by Marilyn Monroe. I think, you know, you start off, you know, as a young lad, you know, you, you, she is this kind of poster. That, that's what Marilyn Monroe is to a lot of people, that iconic image from Seven Year Itch, you know, with the skirt blowing above her head. That, that's Marilyn yeah. Monroe. But the more you could look into it as a sort of film, you know, you understand, you know, how incredibly talented she was, but also how at odds she was, you know. The yeah. Misfits being one of the last films she made is a perfect title. She was complete. As much as she, every kind of, one time, every bloke wanted to be with her and all women wanted to be like her, she was such at odds with everything and, and not the person that, people thought she was you know um there's, there's a great podcast actually um there's a she does a whole series but there's a podcast called you must remember this oh i love that uh, yeah karina longworth she's great yeah, and, and really there's a, she does a three-part episode on marilyn and oh, it's yeah. one of the best yeah. research things i've ever listened to it's brilliant and it's absolutely gobsmackingly shocking and heartbreaking and it's, it's absolutely brilliant and she does tons of stuff like that she re i really recommend that podcast yeah i also uh, second that it is uh, malaika kagode introduced me to that podcast because malaika's really into film as well um yeah. and i've i've listened i listened to loads of it in lockdown just getting on with mindless jobs and and so yeah i definitely recommend that and yeah that idea of taking real real icons out of their moment of fame yeah and, you know in the the wider context of who they are it's such a good uh, such a good such a good podcast for people to check out yeah i mean they did the the, the one of the last ones i listened to was um she took the song of the south the disney you know the film yeah she, she kind of basically talked about the history of civil rights using that song as a center uh, that that song zippity doodah and song yeah. of the south as a centerpiece and it's absolutely fascinating it's brilliant i just can't recommend that podcast enough yeah yeah i will put it in the description for this episode everyone so you can definitely go and check that out now i just wanted to sort of widen outside of the book a little bit and talk about your work that you do in the the local nottingham like tell us mm. about Tell our listeners about um, the Nottingham scene or, or the wider scene um, and how you've been a part of that in, in the past and the present. Uh, I don't I, uh, Well, I mean, I, I, I like everybody else. I started off doing open mics, um, but I was really lucky because this, this sounds ridiculous, but the first open mic I ever did, it just happened that there were the right people in the audience. And I got work straight away. It's, it's, I was so jammy, honestly. I was so <laughs> lucky. I, I, I literally like did one open mic and six months later I was getting like commissions and stuff. It, it's, it's just stupid. <laughs> it shouldn't happen to anybody, but it did. It, so, does. it, it used uh, to though. The poetry world used to be a lot smaller than it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so I did that. And uh, uh but I, I kind of, I, I more and more 
you know, I see myself as being a freelance writer. That's kind of how I present myself, who happens to do some poetry as well. Um, so what I, you know, obviously I've been involved with like Nottingham Poetry Society, Nottingham Poetry um, Festival and things like that. Um, Henry Normal, for those who don't know, Henry Normal's like a, 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 an amazing poet, but he he started off, he, was, he lived in Manchester and he, uh, sorry, he lived in Nottingham, then he went to Manchester. He set up the Manchester Literature Festival uh, and then he's done the same in Nottingham. And Henry Normal was, he worked alongside Steve Coogan for years and he set up a company called Baby Cow. Uh, but he's come back now and he, and he still lives in Brighton, but he comes back to Nottingham and he does Nottingham Poetry Festival. So I've done a lot of stuff with Nottingham Poetry Festival. I work quite a lot with an organisation called Inspire, um, which um, which is, is kind of like part of the Nottinghamshire libraries, but they do lots of poetry and lots of jazz and music and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, and so I've done a lot of gigs with them. I've done a lot of workshops with them. I've done a lot of projects and commissions with them. So at the moment, they've just commissioned me to write a Nottinghamshire dialect poem, uh, which is on the back really of working on another project which is called lost for words um with a lady called Not, uh, natalie barber Bra Bra and it was um that was about us going into schools and getting kids to write creatively around certain dialect words from nottingham you know so so nottinghamshire there's a lot of work obviously like there's with any area but we're focusing on Nottinghamshire dialect and 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 just getting the, the kids to kind of respond to that via writing and it was really successful actually uh, I, I wasn't sure how it would go on but the kids absolutely loved it they went nuts because they, they're just being presented with these words that they'd never heard before <laughs> and and creating like poems and, and stories out of them it, it's great it's really good so I, I do loads of stuff like that I, I've, I've done lots and lots and lots and lots of commissions um i know you're supposed to say that but i genuinely have i've got you know i've done i've done a lot and i've, I've as i say i've been very very lucky you know I've yeah met the right people or whatever whatever it is but i've been lucky yeah what's your what would you say your favorite commission was that you've ever done mm. Mm. i don't know well i mean there's tons of stuff that i've done film wise that are like dream jobs but um in terms of poetry or more or other kinds of writing um uh well i mean i'll tell you the one that was completely unexpected um uh, was i got like a last minute sort of commission to do um i did like a gig in the national portrait gallery in london um and that's all i thought it was going to be but then when i got there i did this gig and i worked with these young people but then there was, there was like a new exhibit opening up at the National Portrait Gallery. So, so they got me to open it, which is a bit <laughs> mental. It's like, what? <laughs> did you get to pull a little cord? Well, I had a massive pair of scissors. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah. my God, that's the dream. Yeah. Any yeah. poet is having a massive pair of scissors. That's great. Yeah, so that was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing loads and are continuing to do lots i mean not dancing with ingrid pitt is your third burning eye book mm, you yeah. know we did um light at the end of the tenor way back when 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like I said earlier, you know, the, the spoken word scene has changed so much over the last 10 years. You know, next year is Burning Eyes' 10th year of publishing. I know, it's crazy. I know. Well, I, I, I met up with Ash the other day. Ash oh, Dickinson, did you? Obviously, was Ash the Dickinson. first Burning Eyes poet. You know, yeah. yeah. He's a good lad. I, he I is, yeah. Yeah, we're um, publishing his, his next book with us next year as well. So, yeah, it's it's so nice to have, you know, the the OGs come back time and time again for another book with us. And Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt is actually my favourite of the books that you've done with us. Oh. Um, I really, really like I bought a copy for two of my very goth friends and they also <laughs> really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's really it's, good. I, I have to say as well, um, the cover by Melody Clark is, is I love it. it I mean, I'm not supposed to say it, but it's brilliant. I love it is a great cover. cover. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, the whole book is fucking excellent. It's really great. And um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you aren't able to do a launch, but hopefully you will soon. Um, yeah. And even though live events are sort of uh, skimming off again a little bit, I think they'll probably be back in the winter time. It would be more, it would be great to see more development in that area, I think, with digital events and how can we pr- push poetry to people in a more interactive and interesting way mm. than just sort of, you well, know, it, on Zoom. It, it was odd because I went to, uh, I went to my first gig the other day and it was like basically because uh, Thick Richard, who's based uh, Salford, uh, sorry, uh, old Tra- he's based Old Trafford, Manchester, um, absolutely amazing poet, I think Richard. Um, uh, and he, he basically took me on the guest list. He's doing this thing in Nottingham, but he's doing it. So he was kind of sandwiched between two bands. Uh, and it worked really well, you know. Yeah. Loads of people turned up. They weren't expecting a poet in between, but they all stayed. And it was a, a phenomenal gig, really good. Awesome. So I think more bashing together, that kind of stuff is, is yeah. better. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of. Um... Uh, poetry with bands and gigs like that yeah I think now's the time to start doing that kind of thing a bit more Um, especially as the gigs that we've got seem to be a bit far and few between with our venues at the moment but hopefully we will be back soon with that so I'm gonna in a moment ask you to read a poem from Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt but before I do that I have asked this question to everybody on the podcast so far Um, some people will think it's a horrible question some people think it's a horrible question um the question is if you had to be entertained by one performance poet for the rest of your life who would it be mm. probably think richard to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. he's like the most either thick richard or mike gary i think you know they they just uh, i don't know they just reach the parts that other beers don't read there's something about <laughs> that they, they just do something which i could never do i couldn't even attempt to do what they do you know yeah um it, it's that again it's that un- indefinable thing i, I um I, 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 I you know I'll, I'll i'll say this on record um even though it might embarrass him i think thick richard is an absolute genius i think he's absolute genius it, it's brilliant what he does absolutely amazing yeah i did um i did support him at a hammer and tongue in bristol years ago and yeah it was it, it was pretty pretty special it was really good and he yeah. doesn't care that's that's the thing he that's doesn't a, yeah care. it's very punk just don't yeah. doesn't give a shit yeah it's really great that's what you need you need more of that in in, in poetry i think well that's you know. what it always was and that's what it always should be i think if we 
are getting to that stage where we are thinking about what we're going to write before we've written it just just write it and see what happens i don't think we should you know i grew up in the 80s you know i had thatcher i had you know everybody trying to stop me from watching films reading comics all the the kind of right-wing elements doing that the last thing i need is the left telling me to do that while i'm on this age yeah i think you know so just i think we need to be more honest and i think we've kind of lost the uh we've lost the ability to be nuanced i think or we're losing the ability to be nuanced and i think that that would be a shame so i think richard to me cuts across all that and and he just does it and, yeah. and he'll, he'll take the consequences after he's done it. And I think you, you need that. You need it. Yeah. Okay. Good choice. Um, what poem would you like to read for us today? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I suppose I'd, I'll... I'll uh, hmm. uh, you know what? I'll, I'll do the title poem, the uh, Not Dancing with Ingrid Pitt. Um, I was so close, we could have touched, held hands, danced. I must have walked past her a million times before and I was doing it again. I'd catch her the next time, I said to myself, she being a regular on the convention trail with her autograph swirling sharpie, scribbling spells across sweaty poured posters of the vampire lovers. I was young and she wasn't a slight tremble in those liver spot creping hammer horror hands but those eyes christ those eyes piercing polish perfect those eyes were countess dracula wicker man medusa blazing heretic beacons carpathian crystal magic pools and still i never stopped and at the end of the show I watched her pack away publicity stills, walk away from spotlit auditorium, the longest shadow in the NEC. She never came back. And I wished we'd touched, held hands, danced. Instead, I was left with a memory, an unplayed song, a Mephisto waltz, a stake through idiot fanboy heart. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. And I feel like she knows. <laughs> Somewhere she's like, Andrew, I know. Thank you. Christ, those eyes. That's such a good night. It's great to hear you read that out loud as well. It's really good. So um, that's it for um, this episode. Um, if you want to find more from Andrew, you can go um, to our web store where Not Dancing With Ingrid Pitt is on available to buy now, along with Andrew's other books. Um, and more importantly, and we recommend this, you should definitely go um, direct for more of Andrew's works and uh, books and uh, film essays, everything. Uh, read it all because it's all excellent. It's all going to be really great. Um, and we really, really hope that we get to see you on a stage again soon doing this poem live for us and other things soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you, Andy. Likewise. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, Bridget. No worries.